0: Welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist k My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Will Eisner Quarterly is under the microscope today. But first, I want to give you guys the prompts for this k tober 2023. These are the instructions of what you need to draw from October 1st to October 31st. And when you draw these pieces and when you post them on your social media, you got to make sure you tag us. got to make sure you at us on Instagram and we'll be able to uh, be aware of them. We'll see them, and we'll be able to reshare as many of these as possible on our channel. Kind of boost your profile a little bit, and no doubt that uh, you'll catch some kayfabe effect and get some new followers out of the mixture. We are a daily YouTube channel. 1,500 videos plus are out there right now to date, and new videos all the time, right? So we might have covered your favorites, and one way to find out is hit the magnifying glass on the front page of the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel. Give it a search for your favorite titles and check out those videos the uh, cartoonist kayfabe patreon exists and it is there for the king Kfabers kayfabers to join the crew pledge support and get all the videos before anybody else gets them mitigates the kayfabe effect because they get these vids and also have access to a live stream recording session where they see us actually recording this stuff so comics like this will eisner quarterly that uh, might be on ebay right now and it might be very attractive to a lot of the people who are watching this It's the King Kayfabers who have first dibs and can get the cheapest copies of this series. Without further ado, Jimmy, let's let's just uh, breeze through some of these uh, real quick, man. So this is uh, starting in about 1985, I believe, with Will Eisner Quarterly, uh, a collaboration with Dennis Kitchen as publisher. And it was a way for Will Eisner, who put out a couple complete graphic novels already. Certainly A Contract with God and he had a spirit magazine i'm not 100 percent sure but he may have done some chapters of you know uh signal to noise and a couple other stories um that then get collected into the bigger books but he might not have like i i, I just don't have access to those but this is a very um concerted effort to serialize graphic novels to share some interviews shop talk as it were and these are the interviews that are in the shop talk
1: book that came out uh from will eisner we've done a couple a couple of videos on a couple of those shop talk interviews Um, yeah you know what else
0: might be cool is to uh, promote the john b cook's will eisner documentary portrait of a sequential artist the blu-ray is essential to have because the actual interviews that are in each of these issues uh, because it's a Blu-ray, and you could fit way more data on these discs, the actual audio interviews with Jack Kirby, Harvey Kurtzman, Milt Kniff, Neil Adams, Gil Kane, Joe Kubert, Phil Sillenck, Joe Simon, C.C. Beck, Gil Fox, uh, you could hear the men speak, and they actually the interviews get truncated and transcribed, and you cut out a little bit of stuff, but maybe you want to hear Jack Kirby kind of veer off and kind of, you know, talk, talk about something else that might not have be germane to the exact discussion, but it's more Jack Kirby. So I, I advise everybody, and this is where the kayfabe effect is going to come in, because I think that this can get very expensive, but it's the king kayfabers who are getting the first dips.
1: Man, and getting that audio from the actual sources is fantastic, but these magazines, I'm so impressed by them, I have a couple of them. I don't have the full run. They're so great because they're they're such a reflection of Eisner, you know, yeah. like he's teaching at s v a at this point, and you kind of have that ambassador of comics on display here, whether it is showing off like what can graphic novels do in new work right or talking to these greats and masters and really exploring the comics form, yeah, it's really something that Eisner in my lifetime, this is kind of what I think of as Eisner. And it's, it's beautifully represented in this magazine.
0: Yeah, we're getting some, uh, this is pre-war, uh, spirits. You could always tell like the, it's kind of a little bit more of a conservative bend, but it looks like we're getting, uh, like an entire, uh, you know, comic section from the newspaper. Yeah, it's
1: fantastic. It even has it listed as Detroit. Like, it's, I assume, scanned from those. Maybe cleaned up a little bit, you see, like, the, the yellow is more white than than you might expect. Right. But otherwise, like, it's so neat to see that artifact. Again, making for a very good, compelling magazine.
0: And uh, a Shop Talk piece. So we have the interview with uh, Neil Adams in, in the first one, and then a lot of great supplementary materials to go along with the conversation to show his Johnstone and Cushing works, and all the highlights of his career his uh submission pages for uh dc comics show up in
1: here boy and just the two of them neil adams and will eisner you think of two guys who really push the boundaries of comics that's a couple of giants sitting down talking shop yeah,
0: absolutely man and then there will be uh comics that are kind of one and done and they really uh, kind of go along with uh his syllabus and the 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 rubric that he's designed in comics and sequential art
1: yeah it's like i say it's just a really fantastic if you're a fan not just of eisner but of comics there's a lot to offer in a magazine like this i never know who who gets should get the credit for this kind of a project but it feels visionary to me and it feels like you really have people working together in this case i'm going to say dennis kitchen and will eisner but really kind of making something special
0: yeah absolutely and i do think that it's an innovation in in his career at such a late stage uh you know the serialized novel that's dickensian uh you know that's that's existed uh for forever his
1: page layouts man you know like we've we've heard guests like steve beset and rick veach talking about not liking the grid and then you flip through like will eisner's 80s work right when he's kind of an old guy like he could have been retired at that point if he was you know a mail clerk or something but instead, like, he's pushing these layouts, and you can really see him whenever you go back to, like, the spirit reprints from the 40s, and then you check in on this guy 40 years later, and it's like, look at how much stuff he's added to his game over the years. Right. Gil Fox conversation about Lou Fine, who
0: was the all-star yeah. of comic book artwork at uh, at the time that he, that he, w- he was in the game, and... Eisner and everybody like really looked up to him.
1: Yeah, part of the Eisner studio. You know, they would often uh, you'll read probably in that interview about those guys having contests, who could draw the finest line with their brush. Yeah, yeah. Like long and straight and, <laughs> and it was Lou Fine was the guy. Yes. Uh, there are I like the ads too, you know, seeing what Kitchen Sink is, is, is selling, man. That's 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 an interesting couple of books right there. Kitchen
0: Sink to me, you know, like uh, I, I'm so familiar with their brand and stuff because I you know, I have almost every issue of the comic book uh, version of the spirit got all the megaton mans, you know, a whole bunch of little Abner's, uh, so it, it's it's a real brand, like, show me any section of this, and it's like, I know that that's a, a kitchen sink ad, but Eisner, uh, he, you know, he put in the, the effort, man, for, t- for two years on this project. Eight issues exist, and what would happen is ultimately, you know, Life Force would be collected in its own trades, dennis kitchen had a, the bibliography i think he was kind of like an executor to the estate or at least maybe an agent for will eisner even in you know the final days uh, you see dennis kitchen's name on uh the, fi- the final yeah. uh, projects that eisner put out there
1: yeah he has a lot of those long uh, relationships dennis kitchen does with different artists yeah And if you guys haven't seen it, we do have a pretty good interview with Dennis Kitchen. And I say that because we need a part two. We do. But, I mean, it's a guy who's been in comics for decades, and we're kind of going chronologically. So check out the Dennis Kitchen interview if you're not familiar with Kitchen Sink.
0: And I'd recommend uh, we did a video on Will Eisner's The Dreamer, which is kind of like a uh, after-mag kayfabe version of uh, his origin story with a bunch of names changed and things. And uh, a lot of the people... That, who are discussed in these uh, interviews and stuff? Lou Fine. Yes. Uh, Their characters in uh, the. Uh...
1: That was fantastic that that interviewer just flipped through Phil Soling, um, who passed away in 84. So, this is a little bit of an older interview, kind of shining a light on this guy who more or less uh, invented what we think of as the direct market, had New York comic book shows, like just a guy whose influence is massive. On comics and uh, several-page interview with him.
0: Yeah, yeah, very important, and, and that's an interview that, that like we probably should unpack sooner than later. It starts to become a uh, perfect bound mm-hmm. and uh, with a readable spine, so it's like a you know it's a proper magazine, and it's it's an innovation for Will Eisner in his career, but these kind of comics existed in a lot of ways. Uh, you know the the R Crumb brand of of comics, where it would be an anthology um, of all original material and stuff. That existed uh, before, but the kind of packaging of this where some heavy lifting is done. Uh, I like that he's maintaining the page numbers as he's going uh, forward as, as he's building his, uh, his graphic novel. But, you know, some heavy lifting is done by having uh, a back catalog of existing material that he already owns. So, uh, you know, he could take this opportunity and uh, print this stuff up. And I would bet that um, the materials that we see in here are probably handpicked because they are not often reprinted. Uh, I think that that might be why they're cho- choosing like pre-war spirits, because like sometimes they would show up here and there, but um, the kitchen sink stuff was very linear in the post-war. So it would as soon as Eisner comes back and gets gets on the ball, uh, you know, like that series begins and completes the entire run with issue eighty, mid '80s, '85, something like that.
1: Interesting an article by Kat Ironwood closely associated with Eclipse. She and uh, Dean Mullaney were the publisher were married and publishers of Eclipse Comics at this time, but also a historian.
0: Yeah, and she would do all the editorializing uh, in supplemental materials on the spirit comics for quite some time, if not the entire thing. Uh, that, that's a part of those comics that I look forward to as much as the comics. And I think it really sets the stage for these late period uh, comic strip reprints that we have that have very robust introductions and afterwards. She kind of set that template with those spirit comics, I think. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the books that we make, and we have a lot of stuff coming out in the very near future. Uh, Sooner than later, in mid-October, comes the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus for the 10-year anniversary of my Hip Hop Family Tree series. After that comes X-Men Grand Design Trilogy, which collects all three volumes of my X-Men Grand Design comics. There are two trades of Red Room out there right now. Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings, but the third, uh, called Crypto Killers, is coming out in January. Jimmy's been self-publishing uh, some comics and magazines lately. Uh, the Black and White Zine, 1986 Zine, and True Crime Funnies are coming to you uh, sooner than later. October, what date? 26th. 26th is going to be a sell at his website. Make sure you jump on that. Finite Copies available. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is coming to you in November it is a companion piece to the street angel deadliest girl alive trade paperback and before you is a bibliography of all the stuff that we have on the stands to date now let's get back to the video
1: these pages are just beautiful though certainly the showcase and and you know you see them up front right? yeah it's like this is the new stuff this is the spotlight on it and then filling it out it's a shame that this isn't um you could almost imagine if this magazine comes out 10 years later it's the Kirby Collector. You know, like, maybe it runs for, for 80 issues.
0: Yeah, he, the cool thing is he's, he's got his own hand on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the first, like, uh, dozen or dozen and a half of Spirit Daily strips, which was kind of a revelation to me. I was at IDES digging up comics, and I got a bunch of single issues of uh, Spirit Daily
1: strips. Yeah, I, I, this is new to me. That's kind of cool to think about because, like... A lot of the stuff I associate with him are like page layouts and right. things, you know. And you go to daily format, and it's a different beast. Yes, sir. Now I'm curious to read him talk about this. I think that
0: this uh, magazine was probably a year or two ahead of its time because it did start coming out in about '85. Probably mm-hmm. worked on in '84, '86 is really when the game the game changes, and uh, you know you can really kind of show off and uh, look. Dennis Kitchen got the uh, yep. He got the rights, man. Poor House Press ain't getting it no more. <laughs> I think this is a famous cover. I think and, I have and, this one. And I always think of that as uh, Will Eisner. Right. Kind of just watching uh, a kid. there's there's a there's a melancholy to this illustration that is kind of burned into my my mind. That is a very Floridian outfit too, right? And how about like the uh the, the, the lighting? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. Both sets of my grandpaps, uh had that exact uh, attire
1: i've been looking at single page comics yeah or, or like gag pa- i don't even know what to call them but like a one image thing right the cover reminds me of that where it's like you're, you're putting storytelling in a single image yeah and it's it feels like a different beast because you also linger on it you know like you read it differently than you would a page sure. or a strip yeah shop talk with uh, jack davis kurtzman is in this one too
0: that's a very interesting uh oh is it maybe is it oh okay i see
1: yeah both of them yeah
0: because, like, Davis, for all of his um, positives, he really is just... He's a job guy, you know? Like, he's an illustrator. He's a
1: drawer. Yeah, I often think he's the best illustrator to come out of E.C. Yeah.
0: Definitely a diverse hand that could do whatever is re- required. And, I mean, like,
1: doing stuff into the 2000s. Oh, you know, yeah. I remember he had art... I think it was the Atlanta airport or somewhere not that long ago, where it's like, man, that guy has a career for 60 years oh, plus yeah. doing illustration on a high level.
0: And I think that his neighborhood, like his town, there's a lot of uh, menus oh, and I stuff bet. that have Jack Davis artwork and stuff. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> laundromat awesome. logos and stuff. Look at this one, dude. It's almost all uh, original comics material.
1: Oh, yeah. We were talking about this before we start recording. One-pagers, we believe, were probably SVA, some kind of like illustration for his SVA course, but such a cool idea. It's just stories that revolve around telephone, which... You know huge technology life-changing technology that really became popularized and widespread in eisner's life but the chance to do like one page variety of stories around that theme
0: which could be very boring to communicate you could there's there's a, there's a wrong way to do it and then our swan song with the famous uh, charlie sheen phrase at the tippy top there man
1: and they're back to the uh saddle stitch format
0: yes yeah i mean you get the sense like these are chock full you know these things are, are robust it's thinner and uh losing some steam you know when those numbers come back that that matters sometimes man that can hurt the ego a piece and then it's time to kind of regroup and figure out what what to do next but it's cool that these last two it's all it's all uh, original material probably a gallant effort to really try to drum up uh the the eyeballs and the audience to 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 kind of keep this thing going but
1: uh that that does not happen this is also the thing if you're watching at home and you're adding to your collection these final couple issues might be the ones that you you just gotta have because it's all Eisner and it's some short stories a good way to read Eisner a nice presentation bigger than he's usually printed too so you really get to enjoy his art yeah which always impresses me his late era art it's some of my favorite of his and it's like you would expect that's when you start to fall off right and he just doesn't right amazing
0: so when we had the last big ides sale this was uh, something that i put together while i was digging around in their ma- magazine bins and i uh, wanted to do a view from a hundred feet of uh, the series but uh, at some point jimmy i think we need to knock each of these off you know one at a time over over some period man because uh we're students of the game, and this guy, his old fort, can teach us a couple things. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Like he's taught many, many generations of comics and would make a great playlist having these things down issue by issue for sure.
0: Good to go? Yep. K okay, Favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. It's K Tober, and these are your drawing prompts. Make sure that you tag us, add us, and let us know when you uh, put together some drawings so that we can share those on our social media give you a signal boost and uh, maybe uh, you know grow your followers as uh, time goes by we have about fifteen hundred videos out there right now uh, on the Cartoonist escape channel might have covered some of your favorites so with that in mind why don't you give the channel a search and for your favorites check out those episodes and if we didn't talk about your favorite comics let us know what they are the king kayfabers on our patreon have snapped up all the cheapest copies of will Eisner quarterly uh before we even put these videos out because they get the vids first but also they're hanging out with us on these live stream recording sessions so uh if that fear of missing out is getting to you and, or if you weren't able to find a comic that we uh, showed off become a king kayfaber and uh without further ado the videos are brought to you by the books that we make before you is a little sample of our bibliographies But we are working cartoonists and we are working our butt off to bring you the coolest comics possible. Jimmy, tell the people what you got
1: coming up. Street Angel Princess of Poverty is my next Image Comics release. It'll be out in November. You need to let your comic shop know you want a copy now. You know how the system works, you got to order them ahead of time, so let the comic shop know how many of these we need to print. And this is a companion piece to Deadly Scroll Alive. It prints all the Street Angel comics that are not in Deadly Scroll Alive, and together it'll be the complete set of Street Angel comics that exist up to this point. Should look nice together on your shelf. I've also been self-publishing lately, and I've got a sale coming up October 26th on jimrug.com, my website. I will be selling all of these self-published works, True Crime Funnies three non-fiction stories, including two wrestling yarns, one featuring Andy Warhol and Dusty Rhodes. Uh, the BW zine, celebrating the black and white explosion comics that I love so much from the 80s. Uh, huge inspiration for me when I started finding them and I still love them. And 1986 zine, maybe the biggest year in comics history. A lot changed that year, a lot of excitement that year. And the 1986 zine is highlighting all of that stuff. So mark your calendars. October 26th is when those are going to go on sale, and uh, there are limited numbers, so hopefully i got enough for everybody, but be the first ones in line, not the last ones.
0: The time is here. Hip-Hop Family Tree Omnibus is hitting store shelves October 18th. Here's the thing. 75% of this print run has been snapped up by the early adopters already, so uh, if you've been dragging your feet, please put your name on a copy at your local comic shop, Amazon, wherever, uh, because uh, these are going quick. And uh, we anticipate a sellout within a week or two of the books even hitting the store shelves. Best book I ever made. Please add it to your library. Just in time for the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. And it happens to be the 10-year anniversary of uh, the hip-hop family tree. X-Men Grand Design Trilogy Trade Paperback is coming to you in November collecting all of my X-Men Grand Design comics. Uh, Some of those are out of print. So uh, this is your way to get all of my X-Men Grand Design in one handy-dandy volume. That is, you know, it's not the price of the the omnibus, which is is sold out anyhow. Uh, The current projects that I've been working on, Red Room. Two trade paperbacks of that are out there on the stands right now. The Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings. You could start at either place because these stories are pretty much self-contained. Some characters might happen, you know, wander through other issues, but every issue is completely uh, self-contained. There's going to be a third trade paperback of Red Room coming out in January. It's called Crypto Killers. Uh, It'll have the same kind of red cover gory motif. You're not going to be able to miss it, but use that Christmas money, use that Hanukkah money to uh, a good cause, which is murder on the dark web for fun and profit. The books are the most important thing to keep the channel rocking, but there are some other ways that you can support Cartoonist Kayfabe directly.
1: Jim, please let the people know. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. It'll keep you up to date on where we're appearing, what's coming up, things of that nature. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under the video in the show notes.
0: There you have it. Bunch of ways to support the channel. Keep these videos coming to you on a regular basis. Before we get out of here, Jimmy, Give the people their final marching orders so that we can be on our way.
1: Make more comics.